Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Rest it's Friday on Text Talk, which means we're a little punch drunk. <laughs> it's like we say, it's always a good Friday. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so here we are, Galatians chapter 5, yeah, we're we wrapping it up. Wrapping I'm, up the chapter, we've been reading it all week, some some heady stuff, I mean, strong words in the chapter, and uh, boy, it ends with a punch too, with the call to crucify the flesh. Absolutely. In order to get there, let's go ahead and back up to what we read yesterday, Galatians 5, beginning at verse 16, Okay. and get us back to this final verse. But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other, to keep you from doing the things you want to do. But if you're led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now, the works of the flesh are evident. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of angers, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. Mm. Crucify the flesh. Well, Galatians 2.20 sets the stage for this. Back in Galatians 2.20, Paul said, I have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. In the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God. He's closing the loop, I think. He, mm-hmm. he, he started that there, highlighting that we're not talking about just living however you want. Mm-hmm. We, we, don't, we have crucified the flesh with its desires. So do you think some of the appeal, and this is hard because we're trying to put ourselves in that moment, that time, but is some of the appeal of taking the law of Moses and incorporating it into the gospel that they know, that it's just so clear, moral standards, morality? Mm. I haven't thought about that. I'm trying to think what what the appeal is. Now, I, I think you made the connection rightly yesterday, follow this idea of flesh throughout Galatians. And look how it's used in the allegory and what we're saying here. And so that's, you know, that's that's not the answer, obviously, to indulge in the flesh. And the law is not going to keep you. The law can't forgive you. I mean, then that's one of the big problems there. Right, right. Well, the problem is when you when you're going to be so that so that I'm sorry. Let me just finish my little thought. Okay, here. go ahead, go ahead. So 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 that w- what the Judaizing teacher would be saying is, if you're not keeping the law. Well, you're just going to run wild like the pagan you were before Jesus. I think that there is an appeal there. I think that could be part of it. I do think part of the appeal was the recognition that there was a period of time in which the way God dealt with humanity was through a chosen people. Yes. And the chosen people were a biological, geopolitical nation, Mm -hmm. the biological descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob through those 12 sons, right? and this group of people that then lived and dwelt in the land that was God's land. Mm -hmm. And for the great majority of that history, there was a worldview that saw 
multiple gods, and I'm not talking about the Israelites seeing it, but just a worldview that says there's gods everywhere and there are gods over particular lands. That was the predominant view. And as God was working through Israel, it still kind of fit within that that worldview. Here is the God over this land. God is training them to realize, no, I'm actually God everywhere. I am the God. I am the only God. And and everybody needs to follow me. And but my my plan to get there walked through this nation. And now that he's gotten to the place of realizing it's not about land borders, Mm -hmm. it's not about nationalities. Mm -hmm. It's about surrendering to Jesus. This old worldview just kind of keeps swirling in the milieu that says, yeah, but we're, but they were the chosen people. And so if I'm really going to be chosen, mm-hmm. I have to be a part of them, the chosen people, mm-hmm. instead of recognizing that the chosen are those who are in Jesus Christ. Right. And in Jesus Christ, all those promises that he made have come true, have come, come to me as a son of God, because I am in the son of God. And Man, there's just a whole lot of this that pieces together that I can understand why people would be appealed to. Yeah. You know, as a pagan, my worship was full of immorality. Yeah, as a I mean, pagan, was. even yeah, even my worship was. And I and I want to get away from all of that. Sure. And sure, here are these rules that I can follow that'll help with that. Yet interestingly, uh, all those moral rules, Christianity still pursued those, yeah. but not because it was in the law, because it was what sur- surrendering and submitting yeah. to Jesus is. It's the way of faith. Yeah, all those things are the works of the flesh. Mm-hmm. And when I'm following the Spirit and I'm listening to His promise and I'm acting accordingly, I cut those things off. I don't go to temples to commit sexual immorality. Right. I, I don't I don't get involved in drunkenness and envy and all like of those thousands. things. I get, I get rid of all of that because I'm following the promise of the Spirit as he highlights love and joy and peace. But he says here, I, I crucify the flesh with its desires. I mentioned earlier in the week that I do think that Paul in this chapter, especially as we get to the latter half, is anticipating obje- an objection or answering an objection the one that you yeah. just brought up. Yeah. If you don't follow the law, uh, you're going to be prodigal. You're yeah, going to be this heathenism. Yeah, it's it's hedonism. It's hedonism. just it's just following whatever you want. Mm-hmm. And he's he's highlighting no, that's not the case. He says, look, you, if you if you tell people that they are free from the law, then then they're just going to sin as much as they want. Mm-hmm. Is is that what you're saying, Paul? Are you telling people that they can, you know, as long as they love Jesus, they can just sin as much as they want? Yeah. And, you know, one of the interesting things is, let me see if I can be cute and clever, and that is that in one sense, I think Paul is saying, yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. Because people who love Jesus crucify the flesh and its desires. Mm. They, they get rid of, they, they're, they're, yeah. they're overcoming the desire mm-hmm. to sin. Desire to if sin. you have crucified the desire to sin, then yeah, sin all you want, because you're not wanting to sin anymore. So, but, but that's the goal. Our goal is yeah. to get rid of that desire to, to crucify the flesh, what it's wanting, what its passions are. And so, okay, if I get rid of the cleverness and acuteness, of course, Paul is saying, no, you don't get to just sin as much as you want. You're supposed to get rid of wanting to sin. It, it puts me in mind of what we were uh, talking about last week in the fourth chapter about how the apostle was laboring to form Christ in them. And that's all of Christ. Uh, you know, even Christ crucified and crucified the flesh with its desires. Uh, 
Being set free in Christ doesn't mean pursuing our desire to sin. It means yeah. destroying our desire to sin. Yeah, that 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 is well said. But at the same time, I, I, we're getting prepared that uh, our flesh doesn't give up. No. And uh, neither does the spirit. You know, the, the flesh doesn't give up and the spirit doesn't quit. Well, I do remember <laughs> that this fellow who talks about crucifying the flesh and says that I have crucified, I have been crucified. He's also the guy that when he wrote to the Philippians in chapter three and verse 12 said, not that I've attained perfection. Right. Not that I've got all this down. Yeah. But what I am doing is I'm pressing on. Yeah. I, I'm moving forward. And so we remember that this is about progress, not perfection. Yeah. But but it certainly is not, well, I'm saved by grace, and so I'm just free to do what I want. And, you know, look, it's grace that saves me anyway. It's not law-keeping that saves me. So why do I? Why would I even worry about anything that God has ever said? I'm just, look, I got baptized. I'm good. I'll go, I'll go drinking and drugging, and I'll go sleeping around, and I'll steal, and I'll kill, and I'll just do whatever. I'll talk about people. I'll slander. And you know what? I think that's probably where we need to think about it. Uh, you and I are probably sitting here saying, well, yeah, I don't kill people. I don't steal things. Right. But the struggle that we often have, folks who are church-going folks, is, well, we might not assassinate someone except for with gossip. Mm. Uh, a little, and little character assassination A little character there. assassination. Bless their heart. Bless their heart. Well, you can say anything if you say bless their heart. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> bless their heart. I mean, I love them. I love them, but, and and we get into that, and and maybe sometimes just fudging the truth just a little bit, you know. We're not, I mean, I'm not going to just a bald face lie, but right. you know, just this little teeny tiny cheat on my taxes kind of lie. Yeah, and uh, those those kinds of things. He says we got to get rid of those things and those desires. We're putting that to death. We are putting it to death. And at the same time, we also see we're going to live in a tension about these things. I, you know, and I think it's because it's understanding we, we need to put him to death. We need to put him to death. Verse 17 said, so that you do not do the things that you wish. And I've considered that. You know, I, I've considered that sometimes I read that in a sense and, and there will be a day when I, I know better, I wish better, but I've done the wrong thing. I've done some of these things that look like the lust of the flesh. You right? too, huh? Yeah. But then I, I'm glad I'm not the only one. I see it also can be true the other way, okay? And 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 that is that uh, my temptation is to do the lust of the flesh, but because I'm following the Spirit, because uh, you know I'm, I'm I'm being led that way, I'm not doing what I wish. You, you see what I mean? It's like in this moment, I really wish to be doing something that oh, the I Bible says saying. is wrong. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but because I appreciate that, uh, there is some spiritual maturity there to follow the way of the spirit and, you know, crucify the flesh in that moment. Okay. Let me see. Let me make sure I understand what you're saying there. Okay. So what you're pointing out is on the one hand, sometimes it is, I want to serve God. I want to serve the Spirit. I want to do what He has said. That's what I wish. But this temptation has jumped up, and I let it take over, and it and it I've caused me weak. it caused me to surrender to the flesh, yeah. even though I wanted to submit to the Spirit. Mm -hmm. yes. So on the one hand, there's on one that. hand there's that's going on. Okay, but the other side you're saying is that sometimes there is the recognition, man. What I really want to do right now is sin. Correct. This, this thing is pulling on me, yeah. and it is attracting me, and that's what I'm wishing for, 
but my mm-hmm. mind is focused on the spirit and I'm letting the spirit lead me away so that mm-hmm. I do what he says instead of this thing that I want. Yes, that's what I am trying to say. So in both cases, you've got this dilemma, got, this yeah. tension that okay. you're living in. Yeah. Even in the process of or because of the process, I guess I should say, of crucifying the flesh and being led by the spirit. Yeah. I have not thought about those two different sides of that. So that's really, I, man, I appreciate you bringing that up. That's very helpful to, to recognize that it does go both ways as we are growing. As we're growing. And... Which is back to trajectory. Yeah. It's about progress, not perfection. I want to come back to another idea that we have to realize. I think, you know, we hear people today talk about that with Jesus, it's just, it's all about love. And because it's all about love, anything I define as love, and then what that comes into is that I have this feeling, I have this thing that I want to do. My flesh has a desire and mm-hmm. a passion, and this is this is where I feel loved, and this is where I feel connected, and it's it's just it's what's inside of me, and so I just let that go, and I'm gonna I'm gonna let the beast out. You know, everybody has this messy part inside themselves, and it's just okay because that's what it means. And yet what Paul says is Christianity is not about that. Christianity is not about just letting whatever I feel run free. It is about crucifying the desires and passions of my flesh. Mm -hmm. It is about bringing those under control as I love and serve others, as I participate in something that is bigger than me. Yeah. As I realize I'm an individual member of a body, of a community, and and I, I bring these impulses of mine under control of Jesus so that together we can accomplish things greater and we can accomplish God's glory. Yeah, absolutely. And and this is what it's going to be looking like when you love your neighbor as yourself. I mean, the fruit of the Spirit goes along with that. Mm -hmm. And it's these works of the flesh that are biting and devouring one another. Yes, yes, absolutely. Well, good week. I've enjoyed Galatians chapter 5. We're going to be meeting on Sunday with the Christians here who meet on Livingston Avenue. You can find out times and and, uh, directions by Mm -hmm. going to christiansmeethere.org. Feel free to email us at texttalk at christiansmeethere.org. We're happy to have any conversation. Go check us out on the Facebook group. Let's go ahead and wrap up the week with a prayer. Our great God and Father, thank you, Lord, for the day. Thank you for this week that we've been able to read Galatians 5 and talk about these things. Fathers, we're, we're closing it out. We, we realize that we make a commitment as Christians. We are so thankful to have Jesus as our Savior, that our sins can be washed away and forgiven, that we are new creations in Christ, that we are sons of God in Christ Jesus. But we also commit to take him as Lord. And while we are directed to follow his lordship, it means loving others and putting others first, but looking to ourselves, Father, to crucify the flesh and its desires. And we pray, God, that you would help us to do that, that in this new heart and new way that we have, Father, that uh, we would be led by this Spirit and grow in ways every day that we see more of the fruit of the Spirit in our life, less of those pullings and temptations of the flesh. We look forward to today, Father, when to the day when we are with you in heaven forever. And please keep us to that end. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. 
Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.